0: Several federal agencies track and try to do something about the cybersecurity threat. Among them, the Department of Defense Cybercrime Center, known as DC3. Its vulnerability disclosure program started back in 2016. And how many reports do you think it's issued? A hundred? Six thousand? Wait till you hear how many. Here's the DC3's Director of Vulnerability Reports, Melissa Weiss. And Ms. Weiss, how many reports have you put out since 2016?
1: Well, we have surpassed 45,000 since 2016 from 39 over 3,900 crowdsourced ethical hackers. Basically, we do count it every 5,000, but this was pretty significant to us. One of the things that happened is during COVID, we saw an amazing uptick in reporting pre-COVID numbers averaged about 300 reports a month. The first year of COVID, we went up to about 900 a month. And in the second year of COVID, we went over 2,000 a month and averaged out at at least 1,500. So we wanted to count that meteoric rise over the last two years. And now as we're normalizing back down to pre-COVID numbers, we just wanted to celebrate how much growth we've had in that short span of time.
0: All right. Well, now that we've admired the numbers, let's back up a step. Tell us about the vulnerability reporting program that you direct. What vulnerabilities do you look at, and how does this all get generated?
1: Yes. So, um, a little of our history is that we came out of the Hack the Pentagon program back in 2016, and it was a bug bounty event. What happens with bug bounties is uh, everybody at the end of them high fives and they get the big payouts, but then you're left with all the vulnerabilities and at the time Ash Carter, the sec dev was asking, well who's gonna take care of these remediations? And so that's how DC three was tapped for the vulnerability disclosure program. So we are codified in the 8531.01 DODI manual as the sole focal point for all vulnerability reporting to the Joint Force Headquarters Doden and U.S. Cyber Command. We
0: also have the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency regularly issuing vulnerability reports and patches coming out. Do you find that you are also sometimes reporting the same things?
1: We have unique lanes in the road than CISA, basically because we are focused solely on the Doden and a lot of what we uh, is reported to us are common weakness enumerations, or CWEs, not necessarily the CVEs or common vulnerabilities, so it's a very different mindset. We're looking at the broad picture uh, on the Doden and also last year we were given a big scope expansion. In the early years, we were looking only at DOD websites. Last year, we were actually looking at all publicly accessible DOD information systems and networks. So we ostensibly say that we've gone from 2,400 units to about 24 million units overnight. So we're looking at very exquisite things.
0: Well, besides websites, what are publicly accessible DOD systems?
1: It could be industrial control systems, mobile devices, a broad range of different things. If it touches the network, it's available to us. And
0: we should define the term DODIN. You're referring to DOD Information Network. That's kind of a
1: Yes, sir. Pentagonish yes, sir. type
0: of term for something that every agency <laughs> has. We're yes. speaking with Melissa Weiss. She is director of the vulnerability disclosure program at the Defense Department's Cybercrime Center, the D C three. And how do the vulnerabilities get known? I mean what's what's the mechanism? Do people say, Hey Melissa, I've got this?
1: We- well, what happens is we're using crowdsourced ethical hackers out of 45 different countries all around the globe. We're not giving them any special accesses, hence the publicly accessible portion of our, our scope. And uh, what they're doing is, sure, they might be running some scans or doing basically adversary emulation. They're using the same TTPs uh, that the bad guys would be using, but they're hacking for good. This is a see something, say something program. It allows them to um, enter it into our front-end system, which happens to be by HackerOne, which is a third-party product, and then we ingest that multiple times a day into the our DOD network, which is on our vulnerability report management network, which we lovingly call Vermin, and that brings it into the federal (laughs) space. As these reports are worked through the system, through the workflow, they'll move up to the SIPR, and so that's the secure internet uh, protocol, and uh, those will be worked and sent through over to the system owners. The system owners will be tapped by Joint Force Headquarters, Doden, me's on that side of the fence. Once they've made those remediations, they can send it back and say, okay, we want to close our report. We will revalidate that information before we close any report.
0: And the people that are doing the ethical hacking for you, are they DOD employees? Are they contractors? Are they volunteers who also knit caps, you know, from Maine or something? Or who are they?
1: Oh, like I said, sir, there, there are 3,900 entities across the globe, so no, they are not DOD employees. And that's the uniqueness of the program, really taking a look at that crowdsource ethical hacking. And we were the first federal VDP program uh, to be stood up. It was pretty unique in 2016. You can imagine folks are a little incredulous, but I think we've proven that it's a success story. And that's why you do see things like the BOD 2001, the Binding Operational Directive 2001 that came out from CISA Asking the other federal entities to stand up BDPs, but we're definitely the grandfather and the success story
0: And as you explain there is a mechanism for ensuring that the Vulnerabilities are known to the systems owners and they get a chance to close them So does that mean out of 45,000 reports only a couple of hundred are still open at a given moment?
1: Well Not every report that comes in the door is actionable, is how we term it. Uh, So, one of the things that uh, benefit that we provide for Joint Force Headquarters Doden is we're skimming off and analyzing in the validation and triage process of what is actually something we would call a vulnerability against SRG's 800, the NIST 800-171 and so on. So we look at it from a DOD perspective. Is this truly a vulnerability? If it's not actionable, we will just close that out as a non-actionable report or um, we might close it out as informational only. Keep in mind too that the researchers are not being paid they are being granted reputation points. So in this process, it's not costing the taxpayers dollars to give out these awards like in a bug bounty. They are getting these reputation points that help them climb those leaderboards at the hacking companies, uh, that then they can be invited to those more lucrative projects.
0: All right, but maybe they could get a Starbucks certificate or something once in a while, a five-bucker,
1: not (laughs) in the budget. Well, what we do is we recognize them every month. We recognize the best report that has come in as our Researcher of the Month. And at the end of the year, when we do our annual report, we award uh, to the Researcher of the Year, and we give them a pretty cool little swag package.
0: All right. Well, that sounds good. Something with some uh, camouflage on it. How do you explain the rise in numbers of reports coming in from the pandemic? Because the pandemic didn't itself affect information systems.
1: No, but it did affect the researcher community. If you take those cheetah-dust-fingered, monster-drink-drinking researchers and hackers and you lock them in their domicile, guess what they're going to do? While we were all watching Netflix every day, they were scanning the network and finding those vulnerabilities.
0: But do you wonder now that the numbers are coming back to normal, historically that you're missing thousands and thousands of vulnerabilities?
1: I think we have to keep in mind that a lot of other vulnerability programs have also sprung up in the last two years. And we we anticipated that that would probably be the case after the BOD uh, was instituted. So there's a lot of different opportunities for the researcher community. You know, they can be looking at private sector. They can be looking at the, the DOD. So I think it's a natural progression.
0: Melissa Weiss is director of the Vulnerability Disclosure Program at the Department of Defense. Cyber Crime Center, DC three. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Tom.
0: And we'll post this interview along with a link to more information at slash federal drive. Hear the federal drive on demand. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.